0: You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. Very excited to have you guys back for a weekly episode. Uh, I'm Stacey June, and I'm joined by my young mate, my radio radio BFF, Christy Mercer. Hi, lovely. Hi, gal pal. Um, are how are you?
1: Yeah, pretty good. We're following on from a pretty saucy one.
0: What's the source? Oh yeah, last Check week. I, I know we're still kind of riding the wave from that. It's like uh, we are. Uh, we have to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. It's. We even got put on a Facebook from the vibrator company. Did you oh see my that? God, I see- Oh, I nobody knew we were using vibrators as they do now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hang on. Speak for yourself. I stated that I wasn't comfortable with mine and she yes. she actually oh, can... Conf- it. Yeah, true, 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 true. Um, we are Thinking Girl, the podcast where we chew the fat each week of things that we don't necessarily feel comfortable or essentially allowed to talk about on our radio show. Radio show. Uh, each week we invite a hot seat hottie to join us in the ch- just the chewing the fat mode and this week we're really excited. There's a bit of a story between me and this particular person, uh, she is, I should introduce her because she's just sitting there on the phone, Jess Eva, <laughs> uh, the breakfast radio host at CFM on the Sunshine Coast. Welcome to the show, mate.
1: Hi, girl. Hey, Jess. Thanks so much for coming past. What's the story between you two? Well,
0: you know I know right? Jess. Like, we yeah. kind of did a bit of a tag team, a high five, because she was in Cairns. She was the, she oh, was in yeah. Cairns and I replaced her in Cairns. So, I think we were both in Cairns for maybe a week together and had one big drunk night out and then it was see you later. Yeah,
1: it was really weird because we met, I think, the first night was at the Media Awards.
0: Yeah, that was the first day I got there too. So, it was a bit oh, intense. Wow. That's a big yeah. introduction.
1: So everyone's like, "See you, Jess. We're gonna miss you." And I'm like, "But I'm like,
0: but this is Stacey." It was you know, weird. It was. We were like out partying, and everyone's like, "Here, have ten free shots." And she's like, "Now, this guy gives you free shots. This guy's an <laughs> asshole. This guy's a legend. Watch but, out yeah, for well, this person." Pretty much. Yeah. I was lucky. An important part of being in a new town. Little oh, did I know you could have given me some advice on my current co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. yeah. I know that could have helped. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so moving along. As I said, we chew the fat. We each bring a gem to the table and um, and basically workshop it through. Uh, we have Philip the duck to rain us in. Otherwise, we'd go on all day. And we'll do a bit of a content, a bit of a headline to give everyone an idea about what this what this week involves. Jess, you want to go first?
1: Okay. Um, this week, I've had a bit of a downer because I've found out that one of my ex-boyfriends has just come out of the closet, which is fine, that's fabulous, but it is my fourth one, <laughs> and I want to know... Oh, yes! I know, and I want to know why Ooh. our girls keep
0: going for gay men. That's such a good question. Wow. It's an interesting one because, as again, when you left, everyone was like, oh, are you going to have your gay posse follow you around like Jess did? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. My gays are in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. No, it turns out all the people in my posse were just my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. All right. Oh, jeez.
1: Okay. We'll
0: have That's to a do good that. one. Um, I've yeah. got, what did I have? Oh, yeah, for some reason I had in my space, Uh, I guess the, marriages, relationships that are in your life, marriages I suppose particularly we want to focus on, and if they really do influence your own relationships, like the relationships that you look around you. So it might not just be your parents, but people that have either stayed together or broken up, and if there's any in particular that I guess influenced you through the years.
1: Okay,
0: cool. All right. Um, and I want to talk about circumcision. Okay, mate. Yeah. Let's kick it off.
1: I love circumcision. If only oh, I asked <laughs> do a doctor about circumcision. Okay. Oh my god! Get out for your little one. Yeah, no, not for me, but yeah,
0: for
1: my. <laughs> for my okay, well, let, let me set the scene and tell you why I'm talking about it. So, I was talking to a girlfriend, and she is single. And I was kind of asking her how things have been in terms of if, if there's any guys that she's been seeing, and there was one in particular that she said. It was purely kind of physical and they'd been together, I don't know, two or three times or something like that. And I I just thought the standard question was always to say, all right, well, you know, how's it been? And without even saying, yes, it was good, yes, it was bad, it was hot, we had a connection, she just straight out was like, "Mm, he's circumcised. And, yeah, and I was like, yeah, and he's circumcised. And she found that really strange It was the first guy that she had ever been with that she'd ever seen nude that was circumcised. And I was a little bit shocked at that because I'm a little bit younger than she is. And not to be like, oh, I've seen my fair share, but I mean, one of my ex-boyfriends from when I was younger was circumcised. And although it is obviously not as common these days to have your barbs circumcised, I mean, we're talking about guys that are, you know, mid-20s, 30 years old. So, I mean, it's quite a long time ago that it would happen, but for me, I found it really bizarre that that she'd never actually come in contact with anybody who had been circumcised yeah. before. I, I often,
0: know. I often have, I I get confused. I don't About think what I just <laughs> I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it freaks me out a bit. Like I get, I don't want to just stare at it and try and figure <laughs> it out, like which one's which. And I, but it's I was with a guy for a really long time, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to say whether he was or wasn't because that's just going way too far that yeah. poor guy's copped it on this podcast uh, enough. Yeah. But I i don't know. I kind of just didn't really think about it too much and then obviously saw other guys more so. And I just, I don't know, I, I haven't concentrated on enough, so I don't feel like it's something that is that rare that she was confused.
1: It's yeah. a pretty big difference though, Jess, don't you reckon? Like I'm pretty sure like on first view you can see – whether it is or isn't, like one... Oh, yes. But I had one boyfriend who claimed that he was so well in doubt, he oh. hadn't been circumcised, his skin just
0: wasn't big enough. Oh, it just stretched out by itself, <laughs> didn't it, mate? He said he was. Oh, it just big. popped off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just was popped he off. Though? He was ripped he his own skin off because he was, was so big. big? He was, was, he big, so though, big? was he big, though, Jess? Was he big, though? No, it was an obvious lie. He obviously <laughs> had been seeing him just through some kind of. What's that? What's probably. that? Um, is it Superman or Popeye that kind of pops through their top? Yeah. that's like because their, like that? their muscles, their muscles are that's so big. What
1: that guy needed to do. Maybe he needed. Maybe he only got bigger with spinach.
0: Yeah, well, it well, sounds like it. he thought he already did get bigger, so he popped through before you could, you know, before you realized. Self circumcision. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous! And
1: I, no, but I, I thought it was quite a common thing, and I'm not saying, oh, it's definitely 50-50 circumcised or not, but, I mean, I didn't really think that it was that rare for people of our kind of age, you know, for, mm. for blokes to be circumcised. I get more shocked when I see a guy uncircumcised. I, it's more ah. like just a little slug Just staying there, like just not moving.
0: It's It's funny, but I don't like the judgment around it. And I know that most girls prefer either way or whatever. I don't know why. And you you know me. I think about everything and, like, Mm. analyse the fuck out of everything. But for this particular issue, I haven't got a lot to add because I feel like I've never really concentrated it on. And for some reason, I'm really uncomfortable with focusing on it either way. I don't know why. I feel like... I feel bad for them, I think, a bit, because it well, is okay, must be embarrassing. Yes, and it's yeah. embarrassing, and I think it's that the most... I reckon it potentially could be one of the most vulnerable parts about a man. Like, obviously, how big your bloody penis is, is. But then there's this whole other thing about this circumcision or not. I don't know. It just... For me, it really... I have no opinion either way. Well,
1: do well, you... You you're um, probably a bit different to us in the sense that you've got a baby boy. And um, I won't ask whether or not it's something that you've thought about. But I mean... No, no, I will. The is it something said? you've thought
0: about? <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. We've been having... It's so funny you bring it up because we've had meetings with doctors all week about where we can get our son circumcised because it's not common anymore apparently. And it yeah. seems to a degree as a mutation to the body, which is weird because my partner's circumcised, and I think it's fabulous, um, but um, we found it really difficult for any doctor to agree to do it and it's classed really? now as a cosmetic procedure opposed to something that is an optional um, procedure to be done when a guy's born because they think that now circumcision is to make
0: the penis more beautiful. I think it's a bit, now that you say it like that, it may, it, it sits so much more comfortably with me to not. I think that's what, why I've never had an opinion on it because I think so many people do and they're okay mm-hmm. with it. So it's like, okay, well, that's cool and that's the way it was done. But now when you talk about it like that, I guess I could feel myself nodding at the doctors. I don't is know why. Because, is it because they found that there was not all that much medical, you know, medical benefits behind actually
1: getting it done. Like, obviously, if you don't, if you have a foreskin and you don't clean it properly, there could be hygiene issues. But I think so long as you're having the shower a day and giving it a bit of a scrub, then there's no real need to have it.
0: Well, we get through the pubes and clean, like, hello. Like, surely there can't be that much (laughs) of an issue.
1: Well, um, the doctor pretty much sent us home with a packet full of earbuds and said, make like, just clean it once a week. Nothing bad will happen from it, and when he gets older, and apparently this is getting more common, when he gets older, if he chooses to have a circumcision, oh. for
0: cosmetic surgery. On. Yourself... Oh my god! How, oh my god! Old? So now it's how botox old? on the dick. You can, yeah. There is
1: no age limit, so you can be ninety and have a full skin and choose to have an operation to get yourself circumcised for cosmetic surgery. Yeah, but what? The, what? At what age would you? You kind of bring that up with your son. I mean, it's hard to oh, tell now, but maybe at his 18th during the speeches. <laughs>
0: of course, Jess, that's such <laughs> a typical it, thing. <laughs> God, her kid, man, nothing's gonna be hidden. Nothing. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll probably bring it up at like 16, maybe when you're having the birds and the bees, like the serious birds and the bees talk when the hormones are flowing through.
0: You, you're then. going to give that to him, aren't you? It's not going to be his dad. You're going to, you're going to be excited yeah. for that chat, aren't I you, can, Jess? I can feel it. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't <laughs> want to be... I found out the birds and the bees by reading a book in the
0: library because Mum wouldn't tell me. It's yeah, true. I got a book. I, it was I'm called It was called My Girl. and it was like all your body parts and I found this book of like all the things like I think my mum got a book too about like women it was like the thickest manual it looked like a dictionary of like the woman's body and on the front of it was a pregnant naked woman and I used to look at it and just read how the vagina worked and I was like my eyes were just wide open like what the hell and it was almost like I was reading porn it was that like yeah well it was so naughty my my one that we read, I think we were in primary school, probably in grade five
1: and six, was called "Where Did I Come From." Oh,
0: that's nothing. That's like a isn't yeah. that a frog in it or some shit? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah like, I've
1: seen that one. Do you Ours is, like, G rated Yeah. You're Stacey on the, like, bloody R-rated. No,
0: I found G- it in it right. the bottom drawer of my mum's drawer. So oh, it was my really? mum's book that I would go through and I'd look at the diagrams. But how weird that she even had it in her... Like, honestly, she had it in... Oh, as a kid, from my perspective, I suppose, she had it in her bottom drawer like it was, like, really naughty. You know, like a book about her own body. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you would have can... felt naughty looking at it because it was naked... People. In Women there. and because no one told us about anything. Yeah.
1: Did you ever confront her? Like, what's this book about? God, no. Now,
0: now till this day, I like tell her all the time. Like, you know, I had to read the manuals of the tampon things, like so full on because I was never told. <laughs> That's so funny. Full on. Um But yeah, Jess, what have you? Just to conclude on that, what are you gonna? What are you guys gonna do?
1: So we're going. Well. This sounds terrible, but we were all for circumcision because my partner's got it, and it's like that father-son thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but since we since we found out the price of it, um, <gasps> now we're going to leave it up to him. So, how much, much is it out of interest? Two thousand
0: seven hundred dollars.
1: Wow! Oh, just for the yeah. tip. thats a and lot of yeah. cash. And you don't get—not that we wanted to—but I was still intrigued to see if you're allowed to keep the skin or not. Anyway, they said no. In in
0: <laughs> All right, <laughs> Rebecca Judd, that's going to keep umbilical cord blood. Let's take it easy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: we'll give him the decision at sixteen, and if he wants to get it done, then he can save up. If he wants, that can to be, to be maybe it can be sweet sixteenth birthday present. And you fund it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you can do it like a reality TV show, like Sweet 16, except it's not a big It's for party. It's like off to the doctors for the snip. Oh, God.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit, that's full on, man. Um, all right, I might go next and we'll save Jess's lucky last because mine's a bit heavy. Um, I was thinking the other day, I was speaking to my uncle and recently, or uh, well, probably six months ago, he... Um, he lost his wife, my auntie, my one of my favorite aunties in the whole world. And they were such a remarkable influence for my relationships. And I often ask him different questions about dating or all that kind of stuff, because I don't know, they were probably the best example I had of what I would see a relationship to be or what I would aspire to be. And it just made me think about I don't know, just kind of celebrating them and their relationship. And I thought it would be nice to hear from the girls, essentially, if there were relationships or key relationships in their life that may not have been their mum and dad or may have been. For mine, mine split up, so that's clearly not a name. Um, but it, if there was relationships that have influenced... I, I Essentially, you're both in relationships, but influenced your relationships now or or maybe even before you got into these, influenced the kind of relationship that you wanted?
1: Yeah. mine. My... Yeah. Or I can- I guess the first point of call is looking at your own parents, isn't Mm. it? Because they're growing up at at home and being there till I was 20. I guess you've got a a good understanding of how your mum and dad's relationship works.
0: And it doesn't mean that they have to be what you want to be too because I know a lot of people, they stay together, your parents stay together and you're like, yeah, no, I don't want that or I don't want this. that's my case. Mm.
1: That's my case completely. I love my mum and dad so much and I feel like a, a lot of the reason that they've stayed together is it's almost like self-sacrifice. It's for us kids. And even yeah. though I'm now, like, in the 20s and the youngest in our family, my brother, is 16, or 17, um, like, he's not a young kid anymore. He knows what the split-up parents are about. He knows what divorce is. And it's funny, I only spoke to mum and dad about this each kind of individually recently. <coughs> and they've always, they've always fought, like... I've, I think I've once seen mum and dad holding hands and mm. it freaked me the fuck out and I even said to my sister it's so gross like mum <laughs> and dad are like holding hands and <laughs> laughing together because it's just it's not something we ever ever saw or still do ever ever see them be nice to each other and mm. it's not film so I'm like saying it out loud now that I go shit like it's its full on obviously there's something keeping them together but they they never were and and from my memory never have been, outwardly, you know, they're, they're not like a good team. They're not, I don't know, they don't seem like good friends. You mm. know how you see those mm. couples?
0: And And that's like, exactly thinking, where you know? I think, well, that's what I got inspiration from yeah. this particular couple, my auntie and uncle, were such good mates, like even, you know, really, really good mates. And when you're that good mates... I think you also, which I don't like really thinking about this, but you do think about as an adult, I think when you're that good mates, you also still want to fuck each other. Like you still want to have sex with each other because Mm -hmm. you're like, I think you're such a legend and I think it turns from you're hot, I want to rip your clothes off to you are the best person, let's have sex. Do you know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Did you find that, Christy, did you find that because your mum and dad didn't like to hold hands and because you didn't see them as a good match, do you not like to hold hands with your current partner, or do no. you?
0: Feel like the opposite.
1: I'm the exact opposite. Mm. My mum is like a
0: typical hopeless
1: romantic, like a lot of girls, you know. You know, it doesn't it's not like demanding and, and expecting certain things, but you know, it's nice to get a bunch of flowers just cause, or it's nice to have your bloody twentieth wedding anniversary remembered, which my dad forgot all about. <laughs> and my. Uh, one of my first ever boyfriends, I would say it was very much like my dad, like in a lot of ways, yes, in a lot of ways, no, but very much like footy boy, like Aussie, like, you know, dicks before chicks kind of thing. <laughs> and, and I, I suppose, the, you know how they always say you go, as a female, sometimes you go for guys that are similar to your dad mm, or, mm. or uh, you know, that male figure in your life. Mm. And maybe that's why I went for him, but my current partner now we've been together for you know for a few years and I I can honestly say he could not be any more opposite
0: to my dad and I love is there anyone in your life so if it's not your parents is there some is there a couple in your life that you look at and go I think they're unreal
1: why, why my best my besties' parents are those people. Like, mm. they're joined at the hip, mm. do everything together and just love each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. they they complete each other's sentences. Every story they tell when you're around there,
0: you know, they tell together. And even my... And Zane, my other half's parents are very much like that. They I knew you were going to say that. I knew yeah. you were going to say Zane's parents. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. I just knew. I and had I a feeling. I think maybe that's why he's... yeah
1: so sensitive to that kind of thing and he's like oh you can call me a puss because I say I love you on the work site to my girlfriend on the phone but fuck you. Mm. Or yeah, one, that's time I, nice. one time I made him lunch and I put a note saying I love you in it and it fell out on the work site <laughs> and all the boys were giving him shit and he said well your missus wouldn't write you a nice note for your lunch. And I'm like oh yeah she wouldn't. Cause she
0: hasn't <laughs> <laughs> and because she's too scared of all you other assholes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Jess?
1: Well I'm similar to Chrissy in the sense that mind her, you couldn't get a worse Match for my parents. Um, my dad was really, really nice to my mom up until they got married, and then she reckons it was just like, um, as soon as the marriage came, true colors came out. Mm. was A very nice.
0: Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash
1: Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the
0: right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price.
1: Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But the funny thing is... To a degree, um, the fact that they hated each other, I think, has affected my relationship. As in, I now know everything that I don't want. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I like, and I don't really know many
0: good couples, to be honest.
1: <laughs> None of my couple friends are listening. But. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're talking to you, Melanie, and Tim, you're awful. We're talking to you, Jane, and Simon, you're fucked. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> you're, you're only with him because you got knocked up, you should have had so many <laughs> uh, But all these terrible couples around us are turning us into a good couple because we actually get home and we're like, we are so grateful that we're not like that, we're not like that, we're the opposite.
0: Mm, that's good. So, what in yeah. what in your eyes makes a good couple and what makes a bad one, though, guys? Um, I think, for, like, the, the mate thing is a big one. And at the beginning you think that that's a little bit, not unattractive, but, like, oh, how much do you want to be mates? Like, how you want to still be able to be attracted to each other. But now having a bit of both and being a bit older... I want, you also want longevity for a family and Mm. I don't know, that stuff, you need to have it there. Chemistry does need to be there and everything, but I, I don't know, the people that, not necessarily even the people that have, you know, completely smushed, like smushy and, you know, really public affection stuff. It's not even about that. It's more about a real mutual respect, like an underlying thing. It's almost like a feeling that you've got your own life and they've got their own life to some degree. And I'm thinking about my best mate and her husband actually as well. But there's this real kind of, I don't know, this... Yeah, it's a respect, it really, I know it sounds cliche, but there's this strong respect there. So no matter how the yeah. differences pan out, it yeah. actually doesn't matter. And it's a little bit about like our co-host relationship as well. You kind of fight and you go in for the content and you have your troubles and you're like, my God, and all that. But if you have a really good respect, like you, you rate them, then yeah. you can get through everything. Well, I think having
1: a co-host is like being in a marriage... God, isn't it? An option. So it's
0: none like mm. the sex. Mm. Not that you want it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no way,
1: Jose. ...got to anyway. <laughs> um, how would you do this, Dave, If you met... Because you know how you said longevity and the chance of a family and stuff. What if you met the perfect guy and uh, you two got along great, but you found out that he couldn't have children? Would you pursue that if you hadn't fallen in love with him yet, but you knew it was a real possibility? Yeah. If
0: I hadn't fallen
1: in love, but you knew that it was inev- inevitable if you continued to see him,
0: I think I'd oh, I think I'd keep walking. Would you really? Ask? Yeah, I think so. I think my plan I have a life plan and look I don't know if I'm fallen in love with them and then it comes into it that's different like I've fallen in love there's that's my plan like I've been brought there but if there is some kind of there's still perspective there's still that option of it not necessarily being love like cuz you don't know then I still have a choice now to go for what I believe in and and what I want for myself yeah. and family and children is is not an op- it's not really optional for me it's yeah. happening. Like it's, what it's do happening. What's
1: it Both of you think about, you know, those relationships where you go, how did you guys meet? And they go, oh, God, we were great friends. We were best friends for like three years. And then all of a sudden something just clicked. I just saw her oh, in yeah. a different light. I saw him in a different light. How do you feel about that? Do you think that your feelings
0: settled. towards somebody can change? Because, <laughs> like, well, you Well, what's happened Sorry, to I'm me? Like, Oh, i had. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. But is that... No, but it didn't work out. So you're probably right, Jess. Like, like I think it, you get it, it, to a point where you're like, I'd like a boyfriend. Oh, I'm going to look at you different now. Maybe it is that because to some degree, and I do think that sometimes even being a single person and, you know, my mates start becoming... I'll have, like, moments where my single mates that are guys start to become a bit attractive and I'm like... Hang on a second. No, 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 no. You're just kind (laughs) of looking for a cuddle partner and someone to fuck that you know. (laughs) Mm. it's not actually what you want. So there's a real fine line. I reckon that's a real, I reckon that is a really good point because my last boyfriend, we were really good mates and I did not have any interest in him until one day I did. And I'm not saying that I have any regrets in that relationship, but it did, it didn't work out. So So how did that change? Did he approach it and say, hey, how Uh, uh, about it? Actually, actually, I think to be honest with you, he always held a bit of a flame for Stacey June. Yeah. Um, See, that's the only thing. only human, though. Yeah, it's I know, right?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the thing, though, because if one of your friends come up to you and say, I've had a crush on you for the last five years, on each other. Sometimes you feel guilty that you're going to lose the friendship unless you go and do what they want because you'd, you'd prefer to give it a go than lose the friendship. But you're going to lose it anyway. I'm sorry. If the guy comes up to you and says, "We've been best mates for five years, and I've
0: been harbouring this secret desire for you," I mean, how do you ever go back to the friendship? Yeah, it was and before he said that in however? the scenario, there was never a conversation. It was like no. he all of a sudden went away. He went away one day, and I wasn't getting all this attention. Like he wasn't kind of at my house and all this stuff and I remember saying to my girlfriend who he was he was away with another one of his mates and this particular girlfriend ended up marrying that mate how hilarious is that um and I said to her um I said to her oh it's really weird that he has not contacted me and she was like what do you mean it's him you know like she was like they're our mates like what's the big deal and I was like nah it's really weird then I start giggling and she's like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and something just shifted. Yeah. So something did change. So as much as I don't know if that means it is meant to work out longevity, I think I didn't look for it essentially or not that I realised.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, it's an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, maybe
1: it's, the di- it's probably the distance thing.
0: Yeah, who knows? And going away
1: changed the dynamic. Yeah, it? but he was probably. still a
0: mate. I still think there's something into what Jess said. Like you pro- it might not be him that changed. It might just be your perspective of, oh, maybe I want a boyfriend now. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's amazing though because our urge to be loved overpowers a lot of our logical emotions. Yeah, like and that. I wouldn't yeah. have
0: thought in any possible way that, and look, don't get me wrong, I fell really in love with this guy and we, had, we were building a life together, you know, so it's not that it didn't come to be something remarkable and really important and will continue to be one of the most important relationships of my life, but how it started, it's interesting where, that, that, where it kicked off from.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's funny, isn't it? Mm, mm, but it's mm. funny that you go out, you know, how, how you just said, Jess, often that overrides things, our want to be wanted. Mm. But what ha- well, what happens before then? Were you not wanting to be wanted? Oh, maybe or I just, I, think, I don't know. I was
0: single for a while. Yeah, I
1: think you have other people fulfilling that emotion. Like I feel love, I always view love as a necessity like hunger, um, sleep, love i think it's just a necessity in order to get through life and to survive really Mm. just a Mm. spiritual survival opposed to a physical survival and if you've got other people loving you then um that's awesome but i found like i've done it myself i've been single for three or four months and you know there's no one in my close proximity where i can give that love or be loved to so i start looking in my own circles
0: yeah it's true Mm. it's a funny one I wonder, who loves Philip. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. It could be a boy because I've everyone to thinks he's gay, stuff. which brings us to your gem, Jess. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm a magnet for gay men. And I <laughs> so I say, I've been in a relationship. He's a straight man and he's very straight. So I don't think there's any chance he'll turn. Touch but I've words. just found out that I've, one of my um, ex-boyfriends has just turned gay, but he's my fourth one <gasps> that has fallen from the straight purge. And I just want to know why us girls keep going for gay men. Can you tell us how many... Like, how many boyfriends have you had? Is it every single boyfriend you've had?
0: Like, is it four from four? Like, what are the stats? Four from six. So that's 80%. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Now, I, like, often... Yeah, it is a funny one. I have really close mates that are gay in my life, but I've never gone... I've never... I think there's an element of when you grow up with those like kind of particular kind of men in your life, if you're learning from the very early stages that men mean this or men mean that to you, I feel like the the feelings get a bit confused. Mm. And I, what do you mean? Well, I don't think it's just for girls. Guys' feelings, obviously, because if they're coming out later in life and whatever, they're figuring it out. But I think it's also girls. Like girls are getting confused as to what their feelings are for them because I don't believe really deep down, not that you didn't have feelings for those guys, but I don't know, if they were supposed to be gay, they're gay. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Well, and the worst part is because I grew up in a country town where there wasn't a huge gay influence. So when I was hanging out with these gay guys, I just thought that, it is awesome that I found a guy where we do wear
0: matching pajamas. That's kind of my point. point is that you start getting right? confused about what those feelings are. Like but hang on, when you were going out with them, were they they acting
1: or did they have any gay tendencies or did you did you ever did it ever cross your mind that maybe he is gay or like or when you were together it was, that was like very a- sensitive.
0: But I don't think there's such thing as camp tendencies. I think there's still a confusion between though romantic love and intimate love.
1: Yeah I and looking back on it, I see like um, I see that maybe they were scared of their own emotions as well so they mm. found and uh, like I attract gay men wherever I go. my closest friends are gay men we interact really well together so maybe they did find the ultimate fag hag and thought like one boyfriend even told me like he came from a Christian family and he said that um, he, you know if he was to come out to his parents he would get kicked out of the family and essentially he did and he's joined ours now but yeah. he found I was really quite angry at him in this particular circumstance because he knew he was gay when he was with me mm. and yeah but he found that he could put up with me for the rest of his life because we were such mm. good friends and it happened wow. He would prefer to be with me and act as a straight man than come out to his family, which I got angry at him for two reasons. A, why would you trick me, you know, into a life of yeah. a lie? Um, yeah. Because eventually you would have strayed anyway. And B, you know, why, like, I just, I don't
0: understand how you can't live an honest life. My thing is, and this might be a bit full on, especially because there's four guys in this instance though yeah but I think that there is obviously that they've got the power in that they're the ones that have claimed they're either straight or they're gay but I still think there's two people in the relationship and that's what I mean I don't think that you consciously know but it's kind of like me consciously not knowing that maybe I I got into my relationship because I was looking for love as opposed to falling in love with my best mate it's the same theory that you're Confused as to what this love feeling is, and I don't think it is the, all the power is in the guy being straight or gay. I think there's two people in it, well, so yes, it's is n- that, is you that
1: know. Okay, so, like, did you ever feel that when you were with or looking back more guy? so in hindsight? In yeah. hindsight, yeah. yeah. In the situation, no, but I think denial is a huge thing as yeah. well. That yeah. you've got a choice to face what looks like it probably is the situation or not, and I just yeah. chose not to. Mm. But mm-hmm. I'm. I'm also thinking. Just talking to you, girls, and even how we're talking about marriages that affect your life. Maybe to a degree, it's you know not knowing any great couples and feeling safe that you are with you know yeah. with a gay yeah. man, someone that can fulfill you emotionally. And to be honest, they set the bar quite high because when I started dating straight um, straight men. They're shit. I know.
0: (laughs) But this is the thing, and that's why I think there's got to be this clarity between the feeling you get, because in the end, and I have, you know, I've explored with this because I have really intimate, amazing friendships with two in particular gay men, and they're still men. Like, even though they're gay, they're still men. So you have that intimacy level where you're like, I'm attracted to dudes. These guys are here. They're gay, obviously, from their end. But you've there there is a line where you go, I don't know, I think you've just got to have awareness of what the feelings are because the intimacy level can get confusing if you're young and vulnerable and don't really understand, I guess, what it all means. Does that make sense? Yeah. Have, Have there ever been moments, Stace, you know, saying that you've grown up with a lot of your
1: close guy friends who are gay? Have your feelings ever been confused in terms of, I really really love you, but do I love you as a friend or is there something more that
0: can come Um from it that? gets confusing because of the amount of love I have for them, but it's never sexual. Yeah. So that's why I think and I know that as an adult, but I don't know if I would have known that in my early 20s with these same this same love feeling that I have for my friends. So yeah. I didn't we've only become friends probably in the last 5 years. If yeah. I had have met these two men or these two boys in my early 20s, I don't reckon I would have been as clear as um i am now and because now i the love that i have for them is ex- exceptionally deep as i would have for my best girlfriends but because they're men it do, it would get confusing for girls that haven't figured out the separation does that make sense yeah, yeah it does
1: especially funny, when like how how old were you Jess? like yeah you know, she so would have been was, young you were, yeah you so obviously one, were young the one that's just um come out now i'm 29 now so i would have been 20 Mm. He was my last boyfriend before my current partner that I've got. Um, but my, um, I first started an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, but at a, like, a gay boyfriend's anonymous meeting. <laughs> first time I
0: attended. Not many people in this meeting, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not with four anyway. Jesus.
1: No. <laughs> um, I was 18 with my first one. Yeah. The funny thing is they all pursued me. I was never, like one of them even said, if I can't be your friend... I mean, if I can't be with you, I
0: can't be your friend. But they're so passionate and so, passionate and so yeah. feeling and there's that love there. And that's what I mean. Like, you weren't to know, just as I weren't to know that maybe, and I'm not saying this is a definite, but maybe I wanted a boyfriend. That's how I fell into that. You don't know that stuff young. Like, yeah. so it's it's the way that you want you grow to understand it. And then looking back in hindsight, it, it, I just think it's not all about, oh, was he wearing dresses? It's not about campness. Yeah. It's about the intimacy feeling and the understanding of what love means with someone that's the opposite sex.
1: Apart, yeah. from, your fir- apart from the latest one, that it sounds like you're still keeping contact with, Jess, what about the other previous three? I mean, is that, are you still in touch or have you spoken to any of those guys since they've kind of come out? I'm in touch with 50%. Hmm. So I'm in touch with the first and the last, but yeah. the other two have sort of dropped off the perch a little bit. Um, in fact, the um, third one, uh, because all of them have just, um, they weren't, Gay when they well they were born gay but they they came out after they met me so um, some of them would secretly visit my other gay friends um, after we'd broken up because they felt more comfortable with yeah gay it's friends. a pretty big
0: process to come out and then have oh, to go yeah. through essentially this other life I guess you were living oh, yeah it's people would deal with it differently yeah yeah mm. but
1: I like um like I'm not scarred by it I just. Like three I was okay with, but when I was four I was like, all right,
0: I've got to
1: talk to the girls about this before (laughs) any more drop off
0: the (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's interesting, but it's so, so nice. I guess in one way, it's so lovely because at such a young age, 12 years ago or 10 years ago, it I don't know, what that kind of man, or not that there's a kind of man, but you know what I mean, it's lovely that you were very, whatever energy you were putting out, you were very open and accepting of whatever, and that doesn't always happen, to, that wouldn't have happened as much 10 years ago as it does now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I suppose people looking at that and taking it personally and going, oh, well, must have been me, or I've had some
0: influence. No, I think it's amazing. Well. I think it's a really yeah. lovely thing. I don't think that yeah. it's a like a disgusting fag haggy, you know, tag. No, I don't think. I think it's actually no. this beautiful energy that's there that you kind of learn what it all means together.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and to a degree, like I'm really proud of them for eventually, like whether
0: it. Was oh my like god, they actually sound like they're like a pack, like because I you know, say it's them,
1: so it's hilarious. <laughs> <You boys. laughs> Yeah. are all <laughs> my boobs that help them.
0: Oh my God.
1: I don't know, but I'm very proud.
0: Oh, that's amazing. All right, Philip's gone off. He's gone off his head. He's probably going off his head for more reasons, particularly that gem, but let's face it, I'm not putting a tag on Philip because Hello. he's actually fictional. <laughs> Sorry to break it on like the 38th episode. <laughs> People are gonna be sobbing now. <laughs> um it's like
1: when the guy from Top Gear took off his helmet. What's that guy?
0: Uh, Top Gear? Which, yeah, what? the SIG. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone like was like, we, really disappointed. Yeah, like right. Cig and yeah, he could be. Yeah, he could very well. Could be. Um, yeah. Jess, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. It was thank really fun. We've been trying to get you on for a while. That was my bad. Oh, we were all over the shop a month ago. Oh,
1: that's all right. Um, i baby brain, so I wouldn't have been very good anyway.
0: Thank you so much. If you do want to find Jess and let her know that you enjoyed her on the podcast or or relate to her in any way, maybe you've had five guys that have come out and you could make <laughs> her feel better. She's on Twitter at JessEva84, or you can hear her on the Sunshine Coast um, on CFM. All right, guys, well, thanks. We'll do this again. If you do want to listen to any of our other podcasts or catch up on what we're doing throughout the week, head to our Facebook fa- page, facebook.com forward slash thinker girls. Twitter, we're at thinker girl TV. Um, and obviously on iTunes. Till next time. Bye, bitches. See you, go. Bye. Bye. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash Thinker Girls or Thinker Girl TV on Twitter.